Hey, Change Nation, and welcome again to the Voices of Social Change podcast. I'm Josh, podcasting proudly from the Kansas City Startup Village. Have an interview here with us today that I am absolutely, more than usual, <laughs> stoked to, to bring because it is a really, really special passion of mine, and it's something I've been wanting to bring to the table for quite a while. I've mentioned it in one way or another on here before, but I teach out at a traditional university. I'm finishing a graduate degree. That's what brought me into social entrepreneurship, and, and I'm in a teaching program out there, but I've really found myself frustrated with a lot of different things about the traditional model of education that I, I think are not responding to changes in the economy and in business and are really doing a disservice to students. So my guest today, I actually, I met him in person at the Platform Conference in Colorado and I just recently circled back around with him and was was really glad we, we've just uh, struck up a great connection since. I am here today with Jonathan Brush and Jonathan Brush is with collegeplus.org and they believe that college can be affordable, flexible, and purposeful. And they have just a really innovative approach to education that I'm looking forward to unpacking here with Jonathan today. So, uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, Josh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on and excited to and look forward to our conversation here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. And, and like I said, I'll let you kind of take it away. I mean, first of all, let everyone know your title because I've lost track of that. <laughs> sure. But, um, no, oh, go ahead. I, I get a cool title. I get to be yeah. the executive director of Student Life at College Plus. And so that's my, my official title with the company. Perfect. Well, well good, good. And, and you and I have talked about your, your background before, but go ahead and share that with us now. Tell us what brought you to College Plus and then kind of lead that into what you see College Plus doing, the transformation you see it sparking around the world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Josh, part of our connection is that we do have some similarities in our background. Uh, so I gra you know, graduated, went to a traditional college, uh, had a really great experience. So, so my undergraduate experience in college was really fantastic. And in fact, it was kind of those situations where when I graduated, I liked the college and they offered me a job as a missions counselor. And I said, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I like the school. I had done tours in the student ambassador bit when I was a student. So I said, absolutely. So I spent a year as a missions counselor. The next year, I got to be the assistant director of admissions. And I thought that was cool. And the third year, I actually got to be the director of admissions at this small private selective liberal arts college. And I did that for 11 years. And it's really important to understand that I had a great experience. Like I had a great team. I liked the college. I liked the, the students that I worked with. I had a great administration. And, um, you know, I had lots of really good things happening. But there was something that just kept getting my attention. There's a few things that really bothered me. And uh, the one that I finally just couldn't ignore anymore was the fact that I had paid for college myself. And I had done that with a modest loan that you know, I didn't have a lot of fun paying off when I was done, but it was definitely doable with the job I got coming out of college. And I started to see the students I was working with graduating with not modest loans. I saw them graduating with just crippling loans. And the part that really got my attention was I worked with a school that cared about that kind of stuff. And we were not deliberately gouging students. You know, we were not kind of going after them. Um, that was just, we didn't have a choice. That was the way the model worked. And I finally got to the point that I thought, man, I'm going to make a living off asking other people to make what I consider to be a bad financial decision. When you look at this kind of loan money compared to the kind of preparation they're getting and what the job market looks like, it just doesn't match up. And, it's not, and what was really kind of depressing was I thought, that's not just our problem. In fact, we're doing a lot of neat things here. This, this college I'm working for is pretty great. Um, it looks like a whole system problem. And uh, so that kind of put me in a bit of a crisis, and I started looking around for solutions and uh, found this place called College Plus. And frankly, 
what they were claiming, which was, you know, you can earn a bachelor's degree doing it really differently. And, and the cost was like a semester, the same cost as a semester at the college I was working at. I thought these guys must be crazy. And so I called them up with a bit of a chip on my shoulder and like, what are you pulling? What are you doing here? And uh, six months later, I was working for them. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so it's been a really exciting time since then. And uh, well, you know, the solution that we have is not one that will work for every student everywhere. It's a pretty exciting thing, and it's it's a it's an exciting place to be to kind of find some better solutions and some new solutions for students who otherwise would be in a pretty tough spot when it comes to loans and some of those kinds of things. Got it. Perfect. And we, we will dig into the model in depth here as we go along. But for now, just give us the elevator speech of what College Plus does. Yeah. So sometimes the way I do this is I ask questions of people, and I say, you know, say, what is College Plus? And I say, well, yeah. Do, do you know anybody who uh, graduated from college and really has too much debt? Um, here's one I run to all the time. I run into a disproportionate amount of students who tell me they have photography degrees and then share that they have over $100,000 in student debt, right? Um, oh, and then I ask the next question. And most people say, yeah, yeah, I get that. And um, so the next question I ask, I said, have you ever met a young person who's graduated from college and still has no idea what they want to do? Like <laughs> so they, they, they have this degree, but they don't really know what to do with it. And uh, they're either underemployed or sometimes they're unemployed. Uh, and they're just kind of really frustrated. It's like, wow, went to college didn't work. And I find that pretty much 100% of the time, people say, yeah, it's my nephew or sometimes my son or you know, my neighbor's kid or something like that. And the answer is, hey, College Plus fixes that. That's, that's the kind of pain point we exist to solve. And so what College Plus does is it gives people a, a way to earn a fully accredited bachelor's degree uh, in, a, in a way that's purposeful, help them to kind of figure out why they're earning the degree in the first place, and even if they need one, and sometimes they don't, right? And so they need a degree and then how they can use that degree in a way that's flexible, so it allows them to not only earn the degree, but it allows them to really build in some, some neat life skills and other opportunities and experiences. And then finally, you know, back to the loan thing, it's affordable so that when they graduate, you know, the vast majority of our students will graduate with no debt. And so that kind of gives them a really nice launch pad as they start out in life. And so that's what College Plus exists for, and that's what we do. Perfect. Well, I, I love that. And, and like I said, this is, is really a personal cause of mine too. coming, you know, just now a couple months away from leaving a traditional university setting and, and having all those experiences, but also, and this is something I don't think I've mentioned on this show here, but I worked with the Dave Ramsey show for quite a while, a financial guy had a financial talk radio show, and we would get all kinds of calls all the time from students in exactly the situation that you're talking about here, Jonathan. So to have that where I was taking a lot of those calls, counseling those people, and then moving into a situation where, I mean, I'm at a state university, so it's it's you know subsidized and theoretically affordable, but the way that uh, things are being done there, I mean, a lot of my students are really deeply in debt, and I'm seeing that firsthand and, and kind of realizing that for lack of a better way of putting it, I'm, I'm almost part of the, the, the issue, part of the challenge, part of the problem, and, and that, you know, feeling really convicted about that. So I, I, I love a lot of these new models. I think they really are the way that education is going to be done. Um, there's a lot about education that hasn't changed in a couple of thousand years, uh, you know, that, that needs to shift, and I think you all are doing that very well. So I'm looking forward to unpacking that uh, quite a bit as we go along. One thing I'll, I'll ask you, Jonathan, this is something I ask everyone that comes on the show, because it's what the show's about. What does it mean to you to be a social entrepreneur? So I think, you know, there's a lot of different answers to that, and I'm sure lots of people give different answers. But for me personally, you know, I just come from a background that always sort of taught and I always sort of believe that it's got to be about more than the paycheck. You know, it's got to be more than just money at the end of the day. And that doesn't mean I don't like earning money and I don't, you know, try to maximize profits and all those kinds of things. But, you know, what really motivates me is I want to make a difference in people's lives. And that sounds kind of cliche and lots of people say that. And there's, you know, a million ways to make a difference in somebody's life. But at the end of the day, that's what gets me out of bed and gets me moving. So when it comes to, 
you know, why I work for College Plus and in many ways why I worked in higher education to begin with. It's because, you know, I saw an opportunity to, to really make a difference at a stage in a person's life when, you know, making good decisions at this stage can really set them up well for success in the future. Now, I always tell people, look, if you make bad decisions at this stage, it doesn't mean your life is over. We live in the United States of America with lots of opportunities. and <laughs> We live in a world, even if you're not in the U.S., with lots of opportunities. And so, you know, you can always recover from those bad decisions. But if you make the right ones, you can get going a lot faster in the direction you want to go. And so that's, you know, it's really at root. It's because I want to make a difference. I want to help people in some meaningful way. Yeah. And I, I love the way you framed that. And, and I would say if, if someone asked me how to define social entrepreneurship, that's how I would define it too. And it's, it's I think, even more interesting here that you've, you've brought it up in that way because there's an interesting thing going on right now as, as I've been reading and interacting with social entrepreneurs and, and working with companies that are, are working towards social good. And the thing that I'm realizing is that's not just a, that's a piece of an overall trend. And the overall trend is this, that millennials and the younger professionals nowadays, and you know, I've heard this just chatting with people, but you can see it in all kinds of surveys and that kind of thing too, that millennials, what they value in their work really above all else is that they're doing something that is meaningful, that has purpose, that, that makes a difference. And I've seen even a lot of studies to where it'll show you know, exactly the several thousands of dollars less they're willing to take in exchange for a position that they really feel is purposeful. And meaningful. And so I think on the one hand, you have that trend. But on the other hand, it's really hard to do that. And it's really hard to take less pay for a meaningful job or for the job that you really want to get plugged into if you're saddled with debt. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. You know, I rent that a lot with people that tell me they want to do things like be teachers or, um, you know, sometimes missionaries or service workers or social workers. And, you know, then they say, I've got $70,000 worth of debt. And like, you're not going to be able to do that kind of thing. But, you know, there's another aspect here that's kind of interesting and, and I think it's kind of exciting because th there's this sort of social business space, right, where there's sort of this direct kind of link between helping people. And I think that's really exciting. And, you know, you and I are kind of in that space a little bit. But, you know, as millennials and as a generation, as people care more about this, it's a little broader definition as well. And that is, you know, at the end of your day, there's lots of different ways your job can make a difference in people's life. You know, if you're if you're making widgets somewhere, and maybe they don't directly, you know, help starving orphans, you know, that kind of traditional thing, but you're providing employment that pays good, solid wages that allows people to live a, a you know a healthy lifestyle and have great opportunities and the free time they need to pursue family and community events and all that kind of stuff. That's a really important social need, and as people care about those things, I think it just adds this kind of leaven throughout the entire economy where people say, you know, I don't care really at some level what exactly this company does. Are we doing it in a way that helps people, helps our customers, helps our employees, helps our community? And, uh, you know, when you look at Bright like that, there's all kinds of really exciting opportunities if people sort of realize that, that work can be a real force for good in a really powerful way. Yeah. And I, I, I love that you've just said that. I think you've, you've really hit the nail on the head. And I, I, again, just really appreciate that mention because I never want to come off on this show either as if we're saying that social entrepreneurship is somehow better. I, I hope that I've never come off that way. I think that it is, it's different in some ways, but my end goal, my end heart in this is I would echo and share exactly what you said there is that, you know, business would become just that asking about, uh, you know, asking 
how it is bettering the community, how it is bettering people's lives, and looking at that and considering that and, and building that in um, is, is exactly what, what I think we're moving towards. And there are a lot of different flavors at that, but but I, I, I love kind of that overall perspective that you just shared with us here, Jonathan, because I think it is really important. And unfortunately, it's something that especially a lot of us coming into social entrepreneurship, we've come out of a nonprofit background. And unfortunately, and I, I'm generalizing here, this is not certainly not everyone in that space, but a lot of times in the nonprofit space, I find that there is kind of just this automatic um, animosity towards business or towards a for-profit that is focused on social good. And I think that's really misplaced and and misguided in a lot of ways. And uh, so, yeah, so just <laughs> appreciate you unpacking that for us here. Cool stuff. So, okay, well, let's uh, go ahead and move in then to the second part and, and really start unpacking some of the mechanics of, of College Plus and talk about how, how you all are social disruptors out there because I, I love this. So the first thing I want to just ask you about, Jonathan, we've, we've talked about it a, a bit, but j- just want to hear it directly. Why, you know, of, of all the social issues out there, of all the pain points that you could have chosen to solve, what was it that, that ultimately caused you to commit to education, to, to, to solving the educational problem? Uh, do you mean me personally or the company overall or you, what, what's you, best, you, what's you personally, you personally. Yeah. What's, what's yeah. kept you in education as your social mission, business mission, life mission, all of the above. Yeah, absolutely. So I came from a, a family that really cared about education in a unique way. And what I mean by that is that, um, I was a homeschooled student and I was kind of in that front end of homeschoolers that, you know, I spent a lot of my childhood telling people I did that and people give me these blank looks and say, what? (laughs) And like, you know, don't you have any friends and are you going to get into college and all that kind of stuff. And the reason that my family did that was because they just, they really cared about education and a couple different levels. But one of the things they cared about was education that could be customized an education that could be personalized so that my maximum abilities could be put to work and the way my family taught, you know, put to work in a way that helped other people. And so that was kind of sort of built into my whole family culture and experience. And then I went to a college that I had a great experience at that had some of those same values. Uh, you know, they really thought education should be more. And, and I had a, there was a president there and he said, you know, education as an end to itself is, is not a very good goal. And his example was, he said, you know, look, the, the German people uh, in the mid to early 20th century were the most educated people on the planet, and that didn't stop some really terrible things from happening. So education by itself cannot be enough, but, but education done right, you know, education with a purpose, education with a conscience uh, can be one of the most dramatic driving forces for good out there. And, so, you know, from a childhood and then through college, that kind of got built in. And so, you know, a combination of that and some of my professional connections and I, after I'd been a director of admissions really led me to want to stay in this space. And again, I think it's a it's this interesting point where, you know, if you can help somebody get that foundation under them, uh, that can be a force that really drives them for the rest of their life. Not because they're going to learn things in this four years or three years or six years or whatever that they're going to always apply, but because they can use, they can learn some foundational stuff and some transferable skills that will help them keep learning for the rest of their life. And people that keep learning, I think, are the people that can be successful in this world of pretty ferocious and constant change. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you had lots of great nuggets there. And, and I really enjoyed how you unpacked that. And, and especially this idea of becoming a lifelong learner, essentially. And that is really the new normal. And it's, it's not the traditional approach. The traditional approach is, you know, you go for four years, you get that foundation and that's it. But the reality, I think, of, of the world anymore is, is we're lifelong learners. And, and you've really, I think, framed why that's important. So let's then talk about, on, on this show, we always talk. You know, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Jonathan. 
Oh, no, that's all right. I was just going to tag on to that really quickly and, and just say that one of the key messages I often tell my audiences when I'm speaking and, and talking to people is that, you know, people often think that education is some sort of list of stuff that they have to know and that if they know it, then they're set, right? And what I tell them is that the crucial thing you need to get out of whatever educational experience you do, college, no college, traditional college, different college, whatever, is you have to have the ability to quickly and effectively master complicated information, which is a kind of a fancy way of saying you got to know how to learn stuff. And if you can learn stuff, you're going to be good. If you just settle for getting a certain set of knowledge, you know, I think the reality is that that set of knowledge is pretty likely to be obsolete in a really breathtakingly fast amount of time. But if you're the kind of person that consistently can learn new things, then you're the kind of person that can consistently solve problems. And if you're this kind of person that can consistently solve problems, you're the kind of person that will make money and therefore be able to have options and do things and make an impact in the world uh, forever, you know, for as long as you're, you're doing that kind of thing. And so I think that's a, that, that's a really critical piece of education is, you know, what is education at its heart? It ought to be your ability to figure things out so you can keep doing that forever you know, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and let's. I want to latch on to that because this was another question that I, I was I was going to ask and let's let's jump right into it now. So, you know, talking about this knowledge and, and I think the way you framed it is ex- exactly spot on. I think another piece too is you know, we can learn all there is to know out there, but if we can't figure out how to apply that in, in the market in a way that creates value, that's going to create some really serious challenges. So talk to us, because I know you all are doing some pretty cool stuff at College Plus in terms of helping students apply this and kind of walking them along their journey. So talk to us about that now. How do you help them apply the knowledge that they're getting? Yeah, you know, I think if you break down what successful people, you know, if you look at somebody who's successful, I think there's often a pretty common formula there. And when I say successful, it's really interesting. You know, people think successful is a lot of bling. You know, it's, it's a lot of money or it's big houses or it's fancy cars. And so, you know, maybe we should just get that definition down. So, so when I say successful, I mean that successful people are people that achieve their goals. And, and there's something right there that's important. Successful people, therefore, are people who have goals. And that sounds pretty basic, but I have met a majority of people in my life who don't have real goals or haven't really stated their goals, Right. So if we say, well, success is somebody who can achieve their goals, well, then your goal can be you know, solving a, a serious social problem. Your goal could be making a lot of money. Your goal could be helping orphans. Your goal could be you know, a whole bunch of different things, right? And so when it comes to sort of delivering value, one of the things College Plus really is serious about is helping students become successful. And we think that process is, is not that difficult in concept, a little harder maybe in practice. But that is, first of all, you have to know what success is. You have to know where you're going, right? What's your purpose? What is it you're trying to achieve? Now, I don't mean like what are you trying to achieve your entire life so you script the whole thing. That's not realistic, right? But what's your next big thing? And as soon as you can identify that, that's a pretty big first step in being successful. And then the next thing you have to know is, all right, if that's my next big thing, what do I have to do next to get there? And that doesn't matter how big your big thing is, right? If your next big thing is to get a job, then your next step might be to complete a resume. Um, or fill out an application. But if your next big thing is to end world hunger, you know, then your next thing might be to find out where you can start doing that. You know, you can, whatever it is, what's your next step? And then the third piece of that is, you know, how are you going to hold yourself accountable to do that next step? And then pick up the next step, and then pick up the next step, and then pick up the next step until ultimately you achieve your goal. And then once you've done that, what's your next goal? And we really feel like people that can do that, 
people that know how to do that, have the tools to, to be able to do that, uh, those are the kinds of people that are going to really make a difference in the world. And they're going to achieve some exciting stuff. And it's not about them achieving our goals. It's not about them achieving some list of goals over here. It's about them achieving stuff that's built into them, that's been given to them, that they're called to do. And that's the kind of thing that no matter what our students major in, no matter what, we want to give them the tools to enable them to do that process consistently and make it a habit so they almost do it without thinking about it. And that's kind of the heart of what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you you nailed it, <laughs> nailed it again uh, with with that, Jonathan. That's actually one of our our key mantras over here at Social Change Nation is you need to get very clear on how you define success and and what that means. And I think that that's something that we do throw around in our society. And I think too often it just becomes when people say that it just becomes interchangeable with money. They mean dollars when they say it. Yeah. And like you said, if if that is what success is to you, that's one thing. But but understand what that means for you and and understanding where you will be most fulfilled and where you'll do the most good, where you'll provide the most value. And then the steps you need to take to get there is is so critically important. So yeah, (laughs) we echo that mantra over here. And I would say it's something that has been, uh, we've heard it uh, time and time again, as we've done these interviews then. So talk to us though, real quick, practically, about a student who comes at College Plus, what kind of guidance will they receive along that journey in terms of, of figuring out those steps, taking those steps, and, and, and learning from people who have been there? Yeah, absolutely. So so what happens then, if we think if that's the crucial thing, we also think that people tend to not come to that naturally, and they tend to need some help. And that kind of help tends to be better if it's one-on-one type of help. And so you know, we have several different ways to enter our program at College Plus. Each of those is characterized by the fact that you're going to get an individual coach. And, you know, your audience, Josh, is probably a little more familiar with the you know, kind of a life coach, executive coach type model. Um, but, you know, basically this is a coach who works one-on-one with the student. In our situation, they talk to him at least every other week. And the coach's job is to really ask these big questions and say, you know, where are you going? What's your big, what's your big goal? And what's your next steps to get there? And then let's articulate those steps. And then, hey, by the way, I'm going to call you in two weeks and see if you did those and hold you accountable to it. Uh, so that's kind of the first step, and that's the basis that everything rests on. And then from there, there's just a series of tools and some online applications and some other kinds of things that we've developed that help people go through some of the places that we know a lot of students are going to end up in. You know, if you talk to students that are 16 years and up, uh, probably college is going to be in the future for about 70% of them. And so one of their goals is going to involve that. And so then we've developed a lot of tools that both, you know, on the front end, our tools help them figure out purpose and things like that. And then the middle, they help them figure out how that relates to earning a degree. And then we provide tools to help them earn that degree in a, in a very different fashion than a, sort of a traditional model. And then ultimately, at the, the back end of that, we help them figure out, now that you've got this degree, what are you going to do with it? You know, how, what's, what's the next step to really put this into work? And the coach is really the person that sort of guides them through that process. And then the other tools and kind of things that we have help them sort of achieve those milestones as they move along. Got it. Perfect. Love that. Well, the, the last question that I just want to ask about in this section is about your revenue model. And a lot of the organizations we talk to on here are for-profit social ventures. Some are nonprofits. And this is an interesting conversation because, like I said, I'm from the traditional university background where that's almost always a nonprofit. But, of course, there are some, some for-profit larger universities out there. So talk to us now, Jonathan, about where you fit both in terms of that legal structure and your revenue model at College Plus. Sure. So College Plus is a for-profit company, and it's kind of an interesting uh, thing, and probably beyond the scope of our conversation here. But you know, we started out originally as a nonprofit and switched to for-profit because we thought we would better be able to make a difference in the world. 
So in many ways, our for-profit change was driven by more of a missional idea, you know, kind of making a difference than it was by anything else. And there's lots of reasons for that, including ability to scale and do some of those kinds of things. So it's a for-profit model. And the way we're set up is, is that we're, we're kind of our disruptors in higher education. And so we can tell students, look, you know, ultimately, and I, I have this happen a lot, I ask a parent or student, what do you want to do? And I say, you want to get, I want to go to college. And that's not really what they want to do. Right? That, that's their shorthand for something else, which is I want to be independent. I want to live, go sleep on my couch instead of mom and dad's couch. You know, I want to become an adult. I want to cross that bridge from being adolescent to being an adult. I want to make a difference in the world with my ideas to matter. But in our culture, the way people think that happens is they go to college, right? And so if we can kind of get to that sort of core thing and say, well, this is what you actually want to do, then you know, now, that, now the question becomes how can we best get you there and how can we do that in a way that's effective for you? And so in terms of our business model then, College Plus gets to charge you know, a, a fair price for a premium service that gives some really serious life coaching and provides some really powerful tools that ultimately help a student get to where they want to go. And that's very valuable. But then almost as a bonus on the add on of that is we're going to say, and ultimately, even though this is a premium service, we're going to do it in a way that disrupts the higher education model in such a tremendous fashion that it's going to actually save you a lot of money than if you had gone to a traditional college. And we're not even talking about if you go to traditional college and major in the wrong thing or you know, get into debt or you lose all this opportunity cost because you're going to school instead of working. You know, When all things are said and done, we can help our students earn a, a fully accredited bachelor's degree for an average of about $24,000, $25,000. And that's full out. That's not what you borrow. That's actually what you pay from zero to done. And you know, comparing that to a traditional model in almost every kind of scenario you can compare that to, that's going to be a significant savings for students that ultimately, even though they have a premium service, ends up being very cost effective for them. Yeah. And, and just to, to clarify, that 24K, that's overall the whole program. And you said on average, it's about three years that it takes students to complete? Yeah. So students can kind of do it at their own pace. And so they can go faster or slower. But if you take all of them together, and we average uh, about three years to go from zero to earning their full degree. And uh, that money, yeah, that, that cost includes what they pay us, what they pay to the colleges that we partner with, because we don't issue degrees. We partner with schools that actually issue the, the fully accredited degrees. So there's no problems with our students going on to a master's program like you have done or, or being able to join the military. If they are moved to do that, then they have the qualifications and all those kinds of things. Uh, so it includes those costs as well, as well as other books and resources and those things. Yeah, and that's what, what spoke to me most directly. I, I mean, I think there are so many revolutionary things you're doing in terms of of connecting students in a way that really gets them thinking about how to define success and how to walk through the steps to get there. I think you're teaching students to become lifelong learners. I think you're presenting them with another way um, than just going to a four-year school, getting a bunch of debt. Or even if you try to do a community college first and then go to a four-year school later, almost all those students are ending up with debt. And you're doing it, like you said, you know, tw- 24 grand over, over the course of an entire program is very affordable, especially given that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the students work while they're doing this too, right, Jonathan? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I typically about every year I, I t- sit down with a calculator and I call some fast food restaurants in my area, you know, and I kind of say, what are you paying? And um, I tell, the, you know, I can come back and honestly tell my students and say, look, if you work 20 hours a week at the local burger joint, you can do this debt free. You actually <laughs> earn enough money on the side to pay for expenses as they come up so you don't have to borrow anything when you're done. Yeah. And uh, now the really cool thing is Josh that I have very few people doing that. I've got students who are starting businesses, who are beginning organizations, who are doing really amazing internships and you know they they can leverage that flexibility in some really unique ways but ultimately the, the biggest flexibility is sometimes 
saying, man, I've got a bachelor's degree and I've got zero in debt and I can do almost anything next. Yep. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be a personal testament to that. I, I don't know how I got it into my head when I was 18, but or even, you know, 17 or whatever, but I got it into my head that I was going to get through that without through college, without a penny of debt. And it wasn't easy, um, but I did it. I worked a lot during college. One of my favorite jobs was working with 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I was a junk removal specialist. And I always say to people, you know, I, it's I a learned, great title. Yeah. <laughs> loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But I, I always say to people that I learned more in a lot of ways. I learned more through that job in, you know, that I had for a year and a half with going to school um, than I did in a lot of my classes. Um, now, in reality, it was the combination. I mean, a lot of what I was learning in my classes, believe it or not, came into play there because they, they it was a cool company to where, you know, you'd manage your own truck. So we'd have to manage the profit and loss for the day and different things like that. And so a lot of interesting things going on. But being able to get this knowledge and then start applying it in a lot of different ways right away. Um, and, you know, you don't, you don't naturally think that, yeah, I'm, I'm a junk removal specialist. I'm going to be able to apply what I'm learning at college. But you really can. And uh, that combination is, is really, really uh, huge and, and important, I think, too. So, You know, Josh, that, that is like hits my sweet spot. And I'll try to make this as short as possible. But, but I, I'm kind of almost jumping up and down here because I'm so excited about some, what, that aspect. And, you know, sometimes if you're listening to a podcast like this and you, you want to take away something, and, and here's something that I just want people to really take away and get this. Um, I run into so many people that think the degree equals their job. So, like, I run into people say, well, what do you want to do? I want to work in a hotel, so I'm, I'm majoring in hospitality management. <laughs> and that kind of stuff just makes me gnash my teeth, right? I mean, just like pound my head against the wall. Because here's something really interesting, and here's a way for you to look at education that might really be enlightening, uh, no matter where you are in the spectrum of, of going to school or finish it or whatever, helping somebody else do it. And that is that often what, what the most effective way to do this is to do a hybridization. And what I mean by that is, you know, at the end of the day, it's your experience and talent that makes the difference. So whatever it is you want to do, can you start doing that or can you start building skills that will help you do that? And then, then can you use the education uh, as a shortcut to some other skills that will help you do that better? And I work with a lot of students who want to be musicians and who want to sing and, and be performers, right? And they always come in thinking they want a music degree, and that's often the worst thing they can do, right? If you want to be a musician, nobody's going to give you a, a record label or a gig because you have a degree. They'll give it to you because you're a good musician. <laughs> so what should you do? You should get out there and play every show you possibly can. You should get on every stage. You can place your friends in a living room and travel and do it and work whatever it is, that you know, whatever your venue is that you have to do. And then what should you major in? Well, you should major in marketing so you can figure out how to tell people you can play for them. Or you should major in accounting so you can handle the money that's going to come in eventually. Or you should major in communication so that you can really get your message out. Or maybe you should major in English so you can have an idea of how stories work so that you can be a better songwriter and do that. But those two things together then become really powerful, right? I mean, it's your skill that's going to actually get you somewhere. But then your education can give you this whole other set of skills that help you leverage uh, excuse me, a whole other set of background information that can help you leverage your primary skill. And if people look at education like that, it can really be a revolutionary thing that can help them be tremendously more successful and get to their goals a lot faster. Yeah, I <laughs> I can't tell you how much I, I love, A, what you just said, and B, the enthusiasm and, and passion you brought to the table for it. I mean, it's so clear, Jonathan, that this is a, a mission and, and a crusade of, of yours in terms of just transforming the way, and not just yours, but college 
College Plus as a whole in terms of transforming the way that education is viewed. And and I absolutely love that. I, I echo everything that you just said. I mean, you can just learn so much. You know, it reminded me of, and I someone said this, I, I, I can't remember who, but the, the quote, and, and I really love it. It said, you know, have a bias for action. And I think that speaks to what we're talking about here in a lot of ways. You know, if... The, the mentality of the traditional university is is go for four years, you know, be in that. I mean, college students will literally call it a bubble. Get in that bubble for a little bit and then come back out of it. And I can at some level maybe understand that, but I just, I don't see that being relevant anymore. I think you need to get out. You need to take action. You need to be doing these things. And I love that perspective of someone who wants to be a musician, you know, get get those different kinds of degrees and then just get out and be a musician uh, in whatever way that, that you can start out. And, uh, and, you know, just full kind of personal side of things here. I mean, I majored in psychology and now I'm finishing a degree in political science. <laughs> you know, look at what I'm doing with social change. I, you know, I didn't think about the type of degree I needed to get to do what I'm doing at Social Change Nation. I just started doing it. I started talking to people. Uh, I, I work with a lot of startups. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. Now, I don't have a degree in entrepreneurship and I have no plans to do that, but I've learned a ton just rubbing elbows with entrepreneurs and people who are starting companies. And, and interviewing them. And so, yeah, <laughs> as you can see, it's a, uh, a personal passion and mission of mine too. So good stuff. I had a great story recently where I had a guy that um, was really successful. He was a real estate guy and uh, he's just phenomenally successful, much more successful than his peers. And I was having uh, lunch with him with a friend of mine and my friend leaned across the table and he says, what makes you different from all these other realtors here? And I expected him to kind of have to think about it or something. And, and almost before he'd finished those out of his mouth, this guy looked back at me and said, execution. Yep. One word. Yep. That's a pretty powerful thing to keep in mind. Yep, Ab- absolutely. And yeah, no, that's perfect. And that's that's a great note. I, I want to close this out on, on part one with that. I'm thinking about execution and having a bias for action. I want you to think about that as we leave part one. Um, but don't miss part two when we come back here in just a few days where I'm going to put myself on the hot seat and come at Jonathan as a guy with a startup here in Kansas City, looking at getting involved with College Plus, and I'm going to want him to just walk me through the steps and <laughs> kind of you know sell me on it and build value around it, um, but as a way of really unpacking uh, this process even more in depth in terms of what they do with students. So uh, stay tuned for that. Be sure you don't miss part two where we do that, and then, of course, I'll throw the rapid-fire questions at, at Jonathan. But take care out there in Change Nation, and we'll talk to you again here in just a couple days.